So today we celebrate the solemnity of the most holy trinity. And I made a little resolution to myself this year to preach from the catechism at least a little bit each and every time I have an opportunity to get up here on a Sunday. So here is number 234 from the Catechism of the Catholic Church about the Holy Trinity. The mystery of the Most Holy Trinity is the central mystery of Christian faith and life. It is the mystery of God in himself. It is therefore the source of all the other mysteries of faith the light that enlightens them. It is the most fundamental and essential teaching in the hierarchy of the truths of faith. The whole history of salvation is identical with the history of the way and the means by which the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit reveals himself to men and reconciles and unites with himself those who turn away from sin. Number 234 from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So, I was talking with one of my brother priests this morning. He said, today is like the birthday of God. If you could even say that about God. Last week, Pentecost Sunday was the birthday of the church. And today, in a funny way, you could say is the birthday of God. Not really, right? Because God never was not. Wrap your mind around that, right? We can't, really, we can't. And although you heard the word mystery, and, and every week we probably hear that word somewhere in the liturgy as we pray, mystery. Today, though, we hear it often. And that doesn't mean that we can't understand it at all. It doesn't mean that it's completely incomprehensible. We can try to understand it, and we can have some idea of what the Trinity is like, but it is impossible to completely comprehend because it's three persons, three distinct persons who share the one same nature. We believe in one God who is comprised of three distinct persons. So... It's hard to really wrap our minds around that. It's been revealed to us, though. And that word came out in that number of the catechism, that God has, in fact, revealed this to us as true. And as I like to say, as the catechism itself explains in number 142, what is our proper response to this revelation of God? It's faith. Those who hear me preach often could, could have repeated that. It's faith. And that comes out a lot too in today's readings. In fact, in the gospel, whoever believes in him will not be condemned. But whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. So faith is so important. It's one of the theological virtues. It's what we receive at baptism. So faith, hope, and love allow us to relate to God as a friend, as a son, as a daughter. They allow us to relate to God in a personal way, in other words. So that God is no longer something or someone who is distant, 
and unapproachable. But God wants to have a relationship with us. And that's why he revealed himself to us. It's why the Father sent the Son. And it's why the Father and the Son sent the Spirit. Because they wanted to be close with us. In fact, they wanted to bring us into their very life. St. John says in his first letter that God is love. Not that it's just something that he does, but it's who he is in his essence. He is love. So that's why God couldn't be a solitary person. Because yes, you can love yourself, but you can't love yourself the way that you love somebody else and that the way somebody else receives your love and in turn gives it back. That's communion. And that's what God is, a communion of persons. And as I said, by virtue of our baptism, we've been incorporated, you could say, into that communion of God. And so they literally want to share with us their divine life of love. That's God's plan for you. That's his desire for all of us. Sometimes people wrestle with God's will. What does God want? What does God want from me? What does he want for me? That's probably a better question. Because the answer to that is he wants his love to be poured into your heart and for you to be brought into his very life and love and communion. All right, so that's wonderful, right? That's all very uh, theological and ideological and maybe very hard for some of you to, to grasp. So practically speaking, how do we experience this? How does God want us to experience this love of his and this life of his? Well, the fact that we're here is one of those ways. He created his church and it's through the church and the sacraments of the church that we come to experience this in a personal way. Through his word, which we just read, he wants us to receive this word of God, which we believe is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, as it says of itself, penetrating our hearts, enlightening our minds, and giving us life, giving us hope. And then, of course, through Holy Communion, Holy Communion, through the Blessed Sacrament, God literally pouring himself out and giving himself to us, body, blood, heart, soul, and divinity. Wanting to establish a tangible kind of communion, even this side of heaven. I like to shock crowds by saying, the goal of your Christian life is not to get to heaven. Whoa, wait a minute, what? <laughs> that's not the goal of your Christian life. That, I mean, yes, that's a part of it, but that's not the only part of it. Last week, we celebrated Pentecost. And as I like to say, God not only died and rose from the dead to get you into heaven, but to get heaven into you to get heaven into you and to have you be transformed by that love 
by that life to become more and more like God. Because he created all of us for that. To not only participate in his love, but to become love. To realize, first in a reflective kind of way, and then to realize in an effective kind of way, the love of God for us and for the world. The gift that we all are. He wants us all to know that we are very special to him. That we each Each and every one of us, we are unique. I like to say that we're all a unique blend of truth, goodness, and beauty. And so he wants us to know that, but then he also wants us to know the power of his love flowing through us and blessing others so that we just continue to spread that love. So as I like to say, there's a dynamic at work, the dynamic of God's dynamic love, which he initiates. He's the protagonist. He brings us into it, and then he sends us out, and he sends us out. Just as the Father sent the Son, as I said, and then as the Father and the Son sent the Spirit to bring us into their communion, so now they send us out to spread the good news, to preach the gospel, to build the kingdom. And what does that look like? That looks like bringing people back into communion with God, introducing them to the God that you've come to know and love and who has loved you and saved you, healed you, blessed you. So because faith is so important, I thought this morning I would Lead us all through a little activation, as I like to say. So yes, they're going to have to participate. Okay, you ready? Just repeat after me. We're going to make some acts of faith. And as we make these acts of faith, I believe that the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you. And you might even feel him. You might feel a tingling, a warmth. Some of you might even get emotional because you've never done this before. You may not have ever been taught to do this. Because it's one thing to come here and to pray the prayers. It works. But when you say these affirmations and declarations in a very personal way, in a first-person kind of way, the Holy Spirit really hits hard. And so I wouldn't be surprised if some of you get emotional as as we pray this, which is a good thing. It's a good thing, right? Those are holy tears, I like to say. So if you want, you can even close your eyes. And just make an act of faith right now that God is with you. We are all temples of the Holy Spirit. And wherever the Holy Spirit is, the Father and the Son are there. So you're literally a temple of God. God is with you. And he's hidden within you. And we're now going to enter into his presence that is within us. So repeat after me. Lord, I believe that you are with me and inside of me. Lord, I believe that I am your child and that you love me. Lord, I believe that I'm loved intensely by you. Lord, I believe 
that you love to be with me. Lord, I believe that you have a good plan for me. Lord, I believe that you love to help me. Lord, I believe that you will never abandon me. Lord, I believe that you want to be my friend. Just receive that. And notice, notice what happened or what is happening as you prayed that. Because I said, undoubtedly, some of you will be touched even in this moment as we pray that. Let's make another couple of acts of faith, especially that will prepare us for receiving Holy Communion today. Lord, I believe that you are really and truly present in Holy Communion. Body, blood, heart and soul and divinity. Lord, I believe that you love to come to me and hold me and bless me and feed my soul and touch my heart. Lord, I believe that you are the way and the truth and the life and that you came that I may have life and have it abundantly. Amen.